y'all. Welcome to the Heart of the Podcast with MSTC. I'm Mel. Hey, this is Joseph. This is Nick. George here. Uh, we wanted to introduce you to a very special guest that we have on today. Uh, many of you players ha- probably have, at least, I know I have like six of his deck boxes, um, but we wanted to introduce uh, and have on the podcast uh, Brandon Chavez, uh, the CEO of Gem Accessories. Hi, everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. my name is Brandon. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen my boxes with uh, boobs on them. And, and <laughs> I, yeah, that's probably what I'm most, most famous for, both fortunately and unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. I, I really do appreciate it. It's It's, it's been a little while since uh, I've been able to speak openly to uh, my fans and, and to those that probably aren't my fans. So, uh, yeah. Very cool. Um, Brandon, I, I'm a, I'm actually a huge fan of yours. I And one of the, I would say, OG, because I was one of the Kickstarter backers, because I loved the style of your deck boxes then. And I have... I think six of your deck boxes. So I'm a huge fan. I'm very excited to have you on. Um, we did have a couple questions that we wanted to start with. Um, I don't know, George, Nick, Joseph, did y'all want to start with a question? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I want to just start out with just introducing um, yourself. Just give us a little more background as to who you are, Brandon. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, no <laughs> Loaded question, I know. Yeah. yeah, no one's asked me that before. <laughs> I wonder how far back I should go. So I've been playing card so games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was 1993. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've been playing card games. Um, well, actually, probably around that time uh, when Yu-Gi-Oh first came out. Uh, me and my my best friend, uh, one of my best friends, I should say, we used to literally. It was like uh, you know the the outside cul-de-sac, almost like Ed and Eddie style. It, oh, love I'm that. sure you guys have seen that. Yeah, like that was literally my life. Um, Were you the son of the kid. shepherd? Uh, no, I wasn't the son of the shepherd. I was definitely <laughs> uh, uh, the schemer, Ed. That's for sure. I was, I was the business guy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we were introduced to this card game, and uh, I uh, we would play on the street, no sleeves, first edition, oh, uh, yeah. rubber band. Kaibas. Yeah, rubber band. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but actually, now that you say that, and you know what, it's kind of all coming all together. I never actually used a rubber band, so oh. I oh, found I, I, I used rubber bands. <laughs> so I figured out that if you got an old like uh, it, back in those times, uh, we used to have cassettes, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you got the cassette case, it would fit forty cards unsleeved perfect oh, oh that's, wow that's really smart i i yeah no i rubber banded my cards and it was bad <laughs> so i shit i've been doing this i've been doing deck box stuff since <laughs> god i was a kid now oh, that wow. i think about it I was the uh, but yeah that's that's kind of how it all started um we would go to tournaments at toys r us um oh god i remember when toys r us wait they had out. tournaments they yeah, did yeah i remember yeah. those had tournaments yeah, I I remember uh, I remember my grandma used to take me. Actually, mm-hmm. my grandma was a shit. My grandma, bless her heart, man. <laughs> she did some fun stuff with with me as a kid that oh, that awesome. really that really pushed me to 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 do the stuff that I do now. But anyway, uh, nothing. <laughs> no, no more about my grandmother. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's kind of how it all started uh, in playing card games. Um, mm. It kind of died off. It wasn't cool for a while. Um, I was also, I grew up pretty poor. So the mm-hmm. stuff that I could buy, um, mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, I uh, stole ninety percent of my cards. So. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew yeah, up man. in a in a in a Catholic, like hardcore Mexican Catholic household. Oh, so it's like, me too. My, yeah, my life was like, like I was always scared of everything. <laughs> I uh, actually, wait, I can relate to that, Brandon. Oh. I have, I have, I have a question actually. So, yeah. So you remember? You, we all were born in the same time, roughly. So you remember when we were growing up and when Yu-Gi-Oh got real big? So I mean, my family was like nominally like Italian Catholic, but we didn't really practice. And my mom and dad were just like, "I'm not going to buy you those cards because they're expensive." So I didn't have that many. But uh, <laughs> the uh, do you remember when Yu-Gi-Oh got really big on the news? There was so much panic about like, oh, it's demonic. This the the phrases are like summoning, and the monsters are scary looking, and the art's like really dark. Was that yeah. like a thing that your family was like, oh, you can't play with those. Those are like dangerous. Uh, uh, no, because um, well, to start, we didn't really have like like TVs. Um, mm -hmm. So like, I didn't I didn't have fucking cable till Jesus um probably like 2007 2008 okay. so so and my family was more worried about like honestly figuring out how to get their next meal to be honest with you right um, yeah they weren't they weren't too concerned about Yu-Gi-Oh cards and shit like that okay. um but i do remember 100% my buddies some of them couldn't play for that oh, yeah. reason i, I always thought it was weird yeah, yeah, some of my friends couldn't play. They were like, their parents were like, no, I don't like those cards. You can't use those. Even with Pokemon too, but to a much larger extent with early Yu-Gi-Oh. I feel like everything's like that though. Like anything that becomes new and popular, there's always <laughs> like this like negative... Stigma behind it, right? Yeah. True. Very true. Yeah, there's this is a weird like like witchcraft kind of like look to things that become popular. Like, I don't know why. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, more, like, like, it's more so yeah. towards like the older generation of people because nowadays you really don't hear about that. Like, there's there's a lot of things that are accepted now that was you know they were seen as you know if you if you saw somebody walking down the street with tattoos on their arms, they're like automatically double like Satan worshippers and you know like the, the scum of the earth. Now it's or like sailors. Yeah, or yeah, the sailors, yeah. And like <laughs> now, and you know, literally everybody and anybody has tattoos, and you know, it's just like a regular thing for people. But again, as is, back then, it was frowned upon heavily. But I, I know, I, I can see exactly what where you're coming from, Brandon. You know what I mean? As far as, uh, um, you know, coming from a household where it's not like, you know, not a, you know, getting cards or buying you cards are definitely not a priority, or, you know, um. I guess this kind of it's going to lead me to um, my second question. I mean, I know you said, which is very interesting. You said that your your I guess your accessory of choice was an old cassette. Uh, uh, I guess um, holder. I don't mm -hmm. know, for lack of better words. Um, I guess when you were still playing, or me again, when you were still playing, because I know you said after a little while it didn't, it, was, it wasn't cool anymore, and I'm pretty sure you were trying to pursue other things. You were getting a little bit older. I'm pretty sure, you know, the girls, the ladies didn't like you playing, you know what I mean, playing Yu-Gi-Oh! And you were like, well, <laughs> it's time to put the cards away. Oh, yeah. Girls play a huge factor in that. That's 100%. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I myself, I'm, you know, I, I played it at the very beginning, um, you know, Legend of Blue Eyes, um, all the way up until, what I forgot what set the Elemental Heroes started to get printed. And then I was, I was maybe like, Last Millennium. Millennium, there you go. Yeah. I played up until then. Uh, maybe like first year, second year of high school, I was like, 
one of those uh, weird old kids that are playing like Yu-Gi-Oh in the middle of the of the like my lunch period and shit, or I would cut class to go play <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh at lunch. Yep. But I will say this though, I never I never had an era where um, I didn't understand the rules. Like I was so like captivated by the card game that immediately I was you know sucked in and I was immediately you know what I mean drawn into the competitive scene. Um, so I did play a lot of competitive Yugo in the very beginning where it was like gold format. Well, now, um, you know, so back then there was very few options for, um, Japanese sized card games. I know, um, I was a huge fan of Dragon Shields even back in the day. Right. And they had nothing for, um, for Yu-Gi-Oh. So I had to play with these stupid oversized card sleeves that like cards were like shaking around inside them and i had like this one deck box that literally it looks like thinking about it now it looks i still have it till this day um it looks like uh something that can hold a cassette player because it literally only holds 40 sleeved cards Mm. and no side deck even though at that point i was just like i had no idea i mean i knew what a side deck was but i felt like my deck was perfect and i didn't need a side deck um yeah there was just no no there was no room in my box for a side deck um, but when you were still playing and after um, after you transitioned out of the uh, or if you ever transitioned out of the uh, cassette um, holder, what uh, accessories were you using? Oh, man. So it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, the sleeves thing, because I, I distinctly remember two sets of sleeves that I had that I can't find them anymore. And people still look for them. So there was a set of sleeves um, that they almost felt like aluminum foil. Mm. They were mm. they were shiny. Mine were blue, I think, and they had like they were literally. I think they were made out of metal. It was like a, a tin or something on the back. Um, and damn, I wish I could find them because were these were these Konami sleeves? No, I don't. I don't know who they were from. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea. Um, but the I feel second like one, I know what you're talking about? I feel like I've I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. If I can, yeah, it feels it feels, it feels familiar. Like on the very edge of my memory. Yeah, I'm gonna. It had like a a weird, almost like bumpy textures to them. The second thing, the second sleeves that I remember, um, were uh, I don't know if they were dragon shields. I would only assume that they were dragon shields because they had a big ass dragon eye on them. What I'm talking about, that's exactly what yeah. I, I assume they're dragon shields, also. I don't know if they are, but yeah, I'm almost 99% sure they're dragon shields. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like the first, like art sleeve that ever practically existed because it seems like everybody and their mothers had them oh i found them oh these are cool all right what are they hold on i'm gonna gonna copy this image for you guys (laughs) let's put them on here sounds like nicholas is uh busy in the background yes yeah there you go check those out Oh my God! So what we're hey, at, is... look at out of everything that they're called, they're called Protec card <laughs> sleeves. Look at fucking that! Yeah, they're Protec card sleeves. The glitter design specifically. There oh, you that's, go. That's oh, so. Yeah. So did that? I, I'm pretty what, sure what they're made out of metal. Weren't you the one that if you weren't like if you weren't too careful, like that that metal part would peel off? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Yep, I've seen those before. Yeah. Man, these look like they were designed mostly for Magic: The Gathering as opposed to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, 100 percent these these yeah. were not the there, uh, there was nothing at the time that was japanese sized cards just because right. it, it was it wasn't popular there was nothing literally out right um, yeah magic the gathering was standard even um regular playing mm-hmm. cards are standard if i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah 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 um 
so yeah that that's man we were we were we had it made man it was <laughs> knowing it was a lot of fun back then knowing yeah. how the 90s were it probably had a ton of toxic chemicals in it that we'll we'll see the effects of in a couple of years oh i wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if it had lead in them yeah. i'm not even gonna lie to you um did though so playing with like thinking back playing with those accessories did they kind of influence where you wanted to go in terms of uh, gem or in terms of um some of your other decisions career-wise um not necessarily uh i've always been like i never liked everything that everybody else liked mm -hmm. so and that was even on a micro level like i i never even if my friends had the same cards as i did as a kid i would get rid of them like i i wouldn't i obviously that's mm -hmm. kind of counterintuitive to you know playing the card game but yeah like anything and everything i wanted things to be different i wanted to, to almost stand out mm -hmm. um and i kind of use that in almost every aspect in my life uh i i practice martial arts all my geese are like of the highest quality that you can find they have special designs on them mm -hmm. while everybody else you know is rocking regular geese as they what belt are you? Good, rightly so, dude. I, I, I'm, I'm a no stripe white belt in jujitsu, but I have uh, seven years of a, uh, of uh, folk style wrestling background. Oh, so, right on. So, um, I, I get my ass kicked pretty much every day. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just getting means. into karate myself. Um, yeah. My, my girl, she's a black belt, so I have to catch up to her. Oh, uh, dude, I, I could. It, it's tough man it's tough to even just be around anybody else that's better than than you and especially in martial arts <laughs> mm -hmm. they just clown you on you i can tell um, you like trading card games oh yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that's kind of how the influence um kind of drove me into making my own accessories to be honest with you i i got bored of the mundane i got bored of you know the same things that were out there uh when i started the the brand now a good friend of mine uh japshi calls he, he him and uh you know the the, the team that he had they, they were doing play mats mm -hmm. and al although I, I highly respect the brand I, I respect that man with with so much um it was just boring to me mm -hmm. it, it was the same design over and over and over i think the only design that they had to come out differently is when uh, his wife megan would make something she would make like a, a dragon one or um that's mr would... calza right you're right, right at japchi yeah um mm -hmm. uh she would make maybe like a a um like a seasonal one i remember mm -hmm. her making like autumn and spring and stuff like that um but for the most part though it was the original spellground print that was literally all that was available and mm -hmm. and you know if you you wanted one i mean you were gonna pay a pretty penny for it yep. and that was even if you could find one that someone would get rid of right. so yeah i that that's essentially why it started um I, I really just got bored of the market i got bored of what was out there and i was like i i kind of want to make something for myself I, I never had the plan to make this a business oh, this, oh, wow. yeah this was all a hobby that that kind of evolved into what it was or what it is now um did I, you I feel made... did you feel like there was an initial demand for it or was there like a slow mm -hmm. and steady increase for this uh market because um, you, you were untapping into something that wasn't really there 
so so I I recognize there was uh, an initial demand for it, yes, but it wasn't anything like I said that I was trying to take advantage of because it was a demand thing. Um, the demand kind of came as I created. Um, so yeah, like, my, yeah. mm -hmm. I, I came out with that. The, the first like really like successful mat that I did was um, the, the Senjo design, which is uh, almost like on a yellow fabric with blue ink on it. Mm -hmm. And it has like Japanese themes to it. That was like the, the first real like product that I made that was legitly for everybody. Mm -hmm. But though that everybody was like a hundred hundred pieces, that's all I could really make at the time. It's all mm -hmm. I could really afford. Right. That's um, a lot. That's a lot though. Like a hundred yeah. and then you sell them. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff for one person. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um and that's when I realized that the demand was so high for them. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't necessarily know if it was because the design was that amazing. I, I, I look back at my old stuff and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I made this. <laughs> but but people really enjoy it. Um mm -hmm. so I, I'm not one to 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 be like, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's the best. Like it was better than everybody <laughs> else's out there. Uh, but yeah, I, I sold those first. 200 or 100 pieces that i made within like 30 seconds of me putting them online <laughs> i mean wow, wow. That's, a, that's, that's incredible it feels like that so, still happens nowadays <laughs> yeah, it does and in but in a different scale i mean now we're me and colleagues of mine you know we're we're doing you know a, a couple thousand units right. in a couple mm. days mm. so it, the scale is still there there's still a huge demand for the stuff but man at the time for somebody that's never really done anything in his life in terms of like creative a creative path mm -hmm. it was it was pretty it was almost surreal it was almost like is this really happening like <laughs> like there has to be a glitch i remember me and my wife um she wasn't really on board with me doing this but that's a <laughs> another topic <laughs> yeah, but yeah i remember my wife she's like there's no way you sold a hundred of those things or 200 however many i made at the time it's been so long we'll just say a hundred yeah and i'm like i don't know like help me go through the orders let's check the 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 people's addresses and make sure like somebody didn't get glitched out and like right. just charge oh, someone a hundred of them and yeah sure enough man everybody was in a unique order um and then the messages started coming in mm -hmm. and people were pissed and they're like, oh, I really wanted one. You need to make more, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I was kind of in shock, lost, like, what the mm -hmm. fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> yeah. I cannot believe these people actually want this. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's how Gem kind of became what it was it was never really like i said i i never intended this to be a business this was a hobby to pay for my addiction which was Yu-Gi-Oh at the time <laughs> um and yeah that, that's that's where we're at now we're, we're so here. you're, you're to saying you guys. you've recovered from that addiction you haven't <laughs> and yeah i've been sober for the last five <laughs> years honestly it's like it's like such a good way to put it so it, it, it's 100 an addiction playing card games it, it's oh, yeah. it, it's it's really fun so just <laughs> oh it's so fun it's so fun but man if, when you really think about it like i'm paying this much for a piece of cardboard with ink on it that mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Only uh, only a handful of people in this entire world value. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. I am gonna I buy mean, it. Well, it's like it's like the market kind of really. You, I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are always expensive, but they got really expensive after all those stimulus checks, and they never went back down. They really never went back down. No, not at all. It's just been crazy ever since. Now, so Brandon, here's the real question. The real question is. When when are you going to produce hero merch and how much of my money do you want? <laughs> oh for? my god! Like like because if you if you just like produce anything hero related, I just like any sum of money I'd probably give you. So we're gonna go back to me being unique, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> there's an there's another competitive brand that I have bad blood with. Ooh. Oh no! That oh. has made hero stuff, so I refuse to do it. No, uh, that's no. fair though. Honestly, honestly, yeah. I respect it from a business perspective. You're like, you know what? No, I'm just gonna do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I enough. think that was one thing that I noticed when looking through a lot of your stuff when I was originally, like, doing the Kickstarter when you were on the Kickstarter or some of your other stuff. I was like, there's these are all there's none of none of these things exist on the market now. So like, I'm a huge Godzilla fan, and when I saw the like the Godzilla front, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then you open it up, and I'm like, I've never seen the inside of a deck box have even art alone but such incredible art was it was just i was like there's yeah, nothing that, like this on the that market deck, that deck box is awesome speaking of design on the on the deck boxes by the way brandon how does it feel knowing that you've disqualified quite a few people <laughs> from tournaments <laughs> i've warned them i've warned everybody you just like you just like just so you know konami's not gonna like this they're gonna what? be upset <laughs> you know what? I really didn't think about it at the time, and uh, yeah. I'm gonna spill some. I'm gonna spill some tea. Um, oh yeah, that a, a lot of yeah, people. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, not too many people know what happened. So I first came out with the senpai box, right? Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. honestly, the senpai line was just because I was like, I, I think that would be pretty fucking funny to have, yeah. like, like <laughs> an anime girl. Like, I, I never thought. Honestly, I swear to God on on everything, everything that I do, I do not expect success. Mm -hmm. there's nothing that i've done where i'm like hell yeah this is gonna be like the best everybody's gonna want this i literally just do stuff on a whim and i'm like if they like it they like it if they don't like it whatever but anyway going back to the senpai thing so um i had released the box people had them and then uh, a really really high up konami judge had posted on his facebook or his twitter or something essentially talking shit Okay. Oh wow! Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, saying saying things like "I can't wait to ban everybody using those those gem deck boxes" or something like that. Um, I don't. I, I have the screenshots from years ago, right? And I'm just like, like why? Why? As as somebody that's supposed to be impartial, exactly. <laughs> like, come on, dude! You don't have to say all that. No. So. Yeah. Wow. So, oh um, a lot of people don't know that actually I've done a lot of work with Konami. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, I I've made I I helped produce all their UDS mats after season oh, one. Wow. Oh, I didn't that know that. Incredible. That's, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. It's been it's been a while now, so I can finally talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Because they. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that they're so like secretive on who does what for their Dude, stuff. They, they are secretive about like everything it's i never wild. understood that i was i was excited i was like oh yeah dude I, I i love helping you guys i think i had posted one time like <laughs> hey yeah. um you know be sure to check out the new uds mats i helped produce them blah 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 and they, pro- and they probably made you like they probably were like hey like take that down <laughs> oh yeah i got messages from like everybody from oh, julia oh, to franklin who was working there at the time 
I was like, oh, my bad. Like, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's I, like, it's like they do that too with uh, people who produce the art for the cards. Cause sometimes like you look at the card art and you're like, you know, this is really neat. I would love to like know who this person is. Maybe give them some money for like art, like about stuff, like just buy their art. And uh, it's, you can't do it. They don't tell you who it is. I don't understand that. I never understood like, why. Magic does it. Magic is amazing. Magic, with it. Yeah, ma magic is amazing about giving credit, and it's frustrating because some of the art on Yu-Gi-Oh cards is like really nice. Honestly, like it's it's so much nicer than it used to be back in the day, where it would just be like some AI generated blob with like an eyeball. Now it's like a now it's like some of it's really nice, and you maybe want to give that person like some 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 money and be like, hey, maybe I'll commission this art. I'll give you X amount of dollars, and it's just they can't. They're not allowed to say that they worked on cards. Yeah, and I, I would 100% do that. Uh, I do that now um, because obviously Magic has a very open policy when it comes to who their mm -hmm. artists are and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll go to Magic events and I'll go down like artists, what is it, like artist row or something like that. I don't know mm -hmm. what it's called. Oh, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll tell them like, hey guys, you know, my name is Brandon. I run this small company, blah, blah, blah. I, I'd love to commission you for some work. And they're like, yeah, yeah, great, great. Um, and I'll get business cards from them. That's, that's usually how I get artists. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but yeah, going back to the Konami thing, yeah, well, I I made the Senpai boxes. Um, the guy was talking shit. Uh, I brought it up to Julia, mm -hmm. um, and I was like, dude, like, like these these are your people, right? Like, I don't I don't know what's going on, but you know, we need to squash this shit. I don't want your guys talking about my stuff if I can't talk about your guys' stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And and yeah, it some some tea that uh i won't go into <laughs> further details on it but yeah um you know uh, words were were shared um mm -hmm. uh <laughs> we'll leave it at that i don't want to get people in trouble i don't want to start dropping my my first out. um my first good quality deck box when i got back into the game um, I thought I was just purchasing a uh, green deck box off of eBay, and um, it had after I got it, it had a weed design on it, <laughs> and uh, and when I opened it, it was uh, it was like I, I was um, uh, I wasn't against it. I mean, I love it. I, it's still one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah it's one of my great. favorite deck boxes. I don't I don't smoke weed as often, um, but I. You know, I was like, this is kind of very ironic, uh, yeah. but I can't bring it out to locals. But, you know, no, I mean, you could definitely bring it to locals, <laughs> but if you bring it to like a regional, yeah, you might someone might tell you that you can't have it. Yeah. I, and yeah, I what's funny, though, is that I'll go to events mm -hmm. and they're everywhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're yeah. everywhere. I've been to UDSs at the time. I've been to YCSs recently mm -hmm. and they're just everywhere. And and maybe maybe that that has kind of died down the. uh the harshness the harshness right of, of yeah. deck boxes because i'm sure these people get deck checked all the time i mean i saw this guy playing uh at a recent regional with a sangan that was licking the feet of tour guide i believe you're christ on the cross i yeah. know exactly what you're talking about too because i've seen the exact same yeah thing. it's uh unholy see, art see like so like <laughs> i don't mind like the senpai boxes i'm like you know what yeah whatever but like that i was like dude like i just like don't want that you know what i mean like i <laughs> There's just don't there's a very very fine line between yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of artwork being tasteful and uh being like you know i yeah just completely yeah. like off the rails like okay you yeah, can't you need that. to like i've seen so i'm a 
I'm a member of the Sky Striker Facebook group, and occasionally someone will post something, and I'm like, you need to not be doing what you're doing, <laughs> given the fact that the the character you're posting is, uh, I think, 14, and also 13. you're like probably oh, 13. That's even better, and uh, you're like an older person, so I feel like you need to just assess where you are right now, and um. Usually they get roundly roasted, which is nice, but yeah, like like they'll just post something. They'll be like, "Check out my deck box or my mat," and I'm like, "What? Ew! Like, <laughs> I hate this." Brandon, I I want to I, I do want to comment. Um, I know that your deck boxes used to be a little longer. I had I, my my first uh I guess um gem deck box was the initial D, um, and I thought it was amazing. I I I didn't think enough people um gave that anime enough credit and when i saw the deck box i was like i need it like the 886 hell yeah give it to me um and now i i you know i saw that you got like i, I don't know if it was with the three legendary birds that um you introduced like a, a like more slimmer or more compact version of your deck box but um i'm starting to see that they're coming more of like a square versus a rectangle um and the one that just like called out to me and I was like, oh, this, I have to have it, is the takeout one that I think mm -hmm. you just released a couple of days ago. I literally, I was literally on my, sitting on my computer um, and, you know, w watching it count down because I'm like, I need this and I'm not, not going to have it. <laughs> he, so, yeah, he, he, he sent a message to the chat immediately like, this is, this is my spiritual deck box. I, mean, <laughs> I was like, I need this. And. Like so, I know you. I know you say you make things without thinking. Like, uh, well, if they if they hit, they hit. If they don't, eh. But just like to like, I'm 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 on the website right now, and just looking at them, it's just like there's some things that that you're doing, and it's like incredible that it's almost how can I say it? It's almost like, well, that's pretty obvious. Why doesn't anybody else do it, right? But mm. nobody else is doing it, and you are. And I think that's what makes your deck boxes so popular. Like I'm, I'm looking at the, um, I have, I, I, I'm looking at the the scapegoat. I saw the scapegoat one a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. and I'm mad that I didn't buy it because I, I think I saw somewhere that you're planning to release um, all four of them, right? Yeah, yeah. So again, one of those things that it's like something so simple and so iconic, like the scapegoat, you know, and you're making it into a deck box with some cool art on the inside, you know, and now people you know that are familiar with scapegoat they're gonna want all four of them right you're not gonna not get one and not you know what i mean not have one and not all four why wouldn't you you, you know have all four. Yeah, you have to have all four now it's like yeah. i want to i want to collect the um, you know the other three and then possibly come to you for the the first one the orange one yeah so um i'll, I'll drop some exclusive stuff so right now we're doing the change of heart the first one was obviously um uh delinquent duo and mm -hmm. um Oh, I remember seeing that. The Pot of Greed. Yeah, um, yeah. So Change of Heart is next. And then after that uh, is going to be Thousand Eyes. Ooh. Oh, very nice. That's so cool. that's going to be the next one after this one, which I believe we're going to be doing it in blue. I think that's going to be the blue one. Oh, that'll be cool. <clears throat> but yeah, so that, that'll be the next one after Change of Heart. But we have so many projects going on right now. It's, it's, it's exhausting. I have <laughs> my stuff. <laughs> I have. A, um, I was told the secret menu. So I don't know if you guys know, but I I make uh, M Cole Forty his boxes. Oh no! Oh, really? Oh, I didn't. Know, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So so that that's the secret. Um, the secret menu of uh, Gem. Mm. The, the undercover stuff that people really. Do. <laughs> I never post about them. Right. Once in a while, I'll say, "Hey, they're available," but then they're um, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Wow, right. Yeah. That's awesome. I was gonna ask you, Brandon. How do you feel? You know, you have 
you know a loyal fan base right um but how do you feel about people buying your deck boxes only to resell them on ebay because you know some of them sell out almost immediately if not all of them like i know now you only have 42 at the time of this recording you only have 42 of the uh the takeout deck boxes and once they're gone they're gone and then you know you'll turn around you'll see them on ebay for two three times the amount that they paid for them like 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 are you flattered by that or is it like kind of like a slap in the face to you to have somebody just buy it just to resell it for profit um so i i've i've been asked this question before mm-hmm. and i always end up at the same answer of for one what am i going to do yeah uh, i mean i i can't stop people from from flipping things people have been doing that for everything since everything has even existed does it bother me it, like monetarily wise no like i i it, everybody can make their own hustle and make their own money however the hell they want to do it mm-hmm. i don't care they're not taking anything from me right mm-hmm. um but what they are doing is they're taking away from people that actually want the stuff or people that um may have not known about it until mm-hmm. it was too late you know what i mean mm-hmm. right um but then again, you can always argue at the same time. Well, nothing is around forever, right? Um, I'm a I'm a watch collector. I, I like I like uh, nice watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if you can't get your hands on a Rolex, for example, um, not necessarily because people are flipping them, but because you know numbers are relatively low, the only ones that are going to be available from those that don't necessarily want them are going to be very low numbers, unfortunately, especially if the product that's being made is in low quantity. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that there's a market. I appreciate that there's people out there that really, that value the designs enough, that value the, the brand enough, where they're willing to spend that kind of money for the deck boxes. I'm not, I don't artificially keep numbers low. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, I've probably tripled the amount of units that I've made since when I first started this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've expanded my warehouse. I've uh, come up with, I, I designed an app from scratch. I, I, mm-hmm. I have, I've built a website to specifically fight against scalpers and bots. Um, after that, you know, it is, it is what it is. Right. I, I, I can't stop these people. If anything, I somewhat appreciate them because if it was not for, if it had not be for them, you know, there would be no value in the brand. There would, right. there would be no, I, I would be an ultra pro. Mm-hmm. And, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know, it's, it's not what I wanted my brand to be. I wanted my brand to be something that you felt when you had it in your hand, like I have something, I have something worth what I paid for it. Right. It, it, it goes with your motto, which I mean, I, whenever I hold a deck box made by you, I definitely feel like it's one of the best deck boxes I've, you know, I have, it's I very sturdy. That. And your motto is, you, you know, it's to become the best. It's we need to create the best. And you, I definitely do feel like every product I've come across that's from you. I've never heard any complaints about the quality. It's always no, this is amazing. It's always, it, the the complaints that you really get from 
from people shipping. are why the fuck does shipping take so long? <laughs> um, and and why isn't there ever enough? Right. And to to answer that question for anybody that's listening, shipping takes forever because yeah. um, a lot of the stuff that we produce is usually I wouldn't say made to order because mm-hmm. I kind of have an idea of how many are going to be coming, right. but I need to order them. There's a very small window. So here, here's how I do it. Um, there's some trade secrets right here. Ooh, so, so I order an X amount of units from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and those take, we'll say, six months to produce, mm-hmm. um, which is quite a long time for one single project. But right. nonetheless, so six months from design to arriving at the warehouse. Mm-hmm. In between that time, I have roughly 30 days to 45 days where I can add on to that. Right. Oh, so, okay. mm-hmm. so what I do is I put my initial however many online. And then I'm able to gauge how quickly things are going. And with that, within that time frame, I'm able then to add more into the purchasing allotment where my manufacturers can go and get more more material if they need mm. or they can um, start producing from whatever excess material that they had right and then that's that's essentially how it ends up so that's why things take so long because i'm really trying to keep up with the demand that everybody wait i have wants a question to keep up for I, yeah I, I have a question just this is always something i wondered so you're so you're like you you presumably have like I don't know. Do you design like the art on the boxes or do you like have people that, you know, design like the like the way it's going to look? You do that or do you have like people do that uh, that, you know, like artists Uh, that, you know, I definitely have artists. I don't do the artwork myself. Um, I'll present like a very rough sketch of what I want it to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll get source material and I'll say, okay, this is the kind of style I'm looking for. Yeah, Um, Yeah. And then that's how a box is produced. So, so my question was this, right? So you have, let's say like, you're like, Hey, this is what I have in mind. And then you have an artist, like maybe go through a couple of renditions until you're like, this is feeling good. Who, who fabricates the boxes? Like, I guess my question is, how do you, how do you know, where do you go to have materials fabricated? And like, because I imagine that could also be international sometimes, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. Like, what do so you do? All, all this, all this stuff is outside of the U.S. So there's no manufacturers in the U.S. that make any type of card game accessories. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's from me to Ultimate Guard to Ultra Pro to mm-hmm. um, literally anybody here. Nobody manufactures their stuff here. Right. Everything is designed here, sent overseas, and then they create the stuff. Mm. Um, one because it's cheap, right. so the profit margins are. They're like I'm not going to sugarcoat it. If it was made here, it'd be extremely expensive because mm-hmm. the material that is used to create this stuff, for example, will be made in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. So to get a truck um, from Indonesia, get the trailer, put it on a boat, ship it over here, it, it's extremely expensive. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So why not just have it made in Indonesia? Yeah, where not only is labor ex- cheaper, but also the material is cheaper because it's there. Right, you know, they pay import taxes or anything like that. Secondly, shit. Where was I going with this? <laughs> uh, 
I also edit out all the awkward moments, so don't oh, hesitate. Uh, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. All right. Yeah, Damn it. it. What were we talking about? Importing about import, your importing stuff. where you get yeah. material. Yeah. So uh, everything's made overseas. There's nothing mm -hmm. that's done here. Um, the shitty part about that is you end up running into the same manufacturers that other people are using. Mm -hmm. um, so the hard part and in, in being in this industry is finding the manufacturers that you are not directly competing against. Luckily for me, uh, I found that manufacturer where I'm not competing against, uh, you know, my, the people that are at my level, making my scale of product. Right. Um, and what's nice about that is that those that take my product samples and they tell my manufacturers, my manufacturing circle, Hey, can you make this for me? And then they laugh at them and they send me the images and their screenshots of, of like, hey, this guy's asking us to make your deck boxes. We just want to let you know. Um, oh, that actually happens? Like they, they want oh, yeah. to replicas of your stuff? Yeah. Wow. Um, not too recently, actually. I, I, I had a guy, he, he had just messaged me, you know, he had questions. Um, and, and I never have a problem giving anybody like advice or anything like mm. that. Um, but, you know, he asked, you know, what do you think about this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, actually, this happened a couple of times. Um, mm -hmm. But this more recent guy kind of took it a step further. Uh, and I was like, yeah, man, you know, this, this is things. These are ways that you can go about doing it. You know, you need X amount of money. Um, you have to find a manufacturer, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this guy went to my manufacturer and said, hey, Brandon said that I can make these deck boxes. Oh, oh uh, boy. <laughs> he sent me here can you make them for me and my my direct contact uh she had got that somebody in her department um had sent that to her like hey this guy i'm pretty sure this is your client that this guy's trying to copy mm -hmm. um yeah and she sent it to me and she's like yeah we don't know who this guy is uh we're, we're cutting all communications with him there's that's circling back that's the problem when you reach outside of of your local area to mm -hmm. make these things is mm -hmm. that you run into issues like that yeah where you, you you run into the you run into your competition right right i've um i've certainly noticed um with um how are you saying uh the scarcity of your product sometimes i've noticed some game shops or local game stores uh have been stocking up on them and I have been giving them out for like a very reasonable price. And I've been I've been loving that. Have you been partnering with uh, local game stores? Yeah, I have 90. Oh, I think actually now I have over 100 game stores across the U.S. Mm. Um, that I sell directly to them. So the rule for that is obviously the stuff is hard to get. Right. But there's no there's no question about it. I'm, I'm not trying to like make it sound better than what it is. It's they're just hard to get. So I figured that well, if I partner with game stores, it'll make it a little bit easier. But at the same time, I'll be able to get people into stores again. That 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 was the the idea of me doing this and working with the game stores. It was to help get people back into game stores to buy something. I love that. That's that's um, really good. So uh, I know that that things are more expensive online. So my game stores get X amount of percentage mm -hmm. of of off from them purchasing and then right. on the back end they can also sell 10 percent above whatever msrp is mm -hmm. so they still get an extra little boost on that profit margins if they'd see see fit i was 
extremely overjoyed. Um, Gamer's Choice is at one of our locals. Um, they had the new Cyber deck box uh, in stock and plentiful of it, but but they were only given out one per customer, so it would be fair to everybody. So that's like pretty amazing, you know? Yeah, Gamer's Choice is James. Uh, yeah, he he buys a whole bunch of stuff for me. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. there's a huge market over there for gem stuff because oh, he's yeah. like, He's like, I need everything. I need, I want all the stuff that you have. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he actually gets a little bit better of um, product allotment than most of the other stores do just for the amount that he buys. Right. Um, so I always give him a little bit extra if, if uh, you guys That's so amazing. Notice. Super amazing and fair. Like Gamer Shows is one of the best stores I've ever gone to for just in, just anything TCG related. Yeah, really- yeah, they're, they're good. Awesome. I, I, I got to give it to you, Brandon, because that, you know, a lot of people, they'll try to like stray away from brick and mortar, right? Oh, because they're like, oh, it's just, it's cheaper for me to sell it online. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense for me to put this into a retail location because why? But I feel like for me, you know, I'm much more enticed to buying a product if I see it right there in front of me. Like, that's what I did with my first, uh, my first gem deck box, you know, with the, the initial D, I saw it, you know what I mean? I was able to, like, hold it and open it up. I was like, this is fucking amazing. You know, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take it. I'll, like, you know, I, I I don't even remember asking them how much it was. I just remember, like, the total, you know, I bought that with a couple of singles and, you know, other stuff from Gamer's Choice, and the total came up to, like, 75-something. And it's like, well, you know, I, I like it, you know, so I'm going to buy it. Versus, if I would have seen it online, I, I would have, like, debated, maybe, like, set it in the cart for a little bit, and then maybe forgot about it um so yeah i I think that's amazing i think it's amazing that that, uh you know putting it out there in uh uh, local stores yeah and and i i never i never force stores to buy anything either um because i know a lot of like card companies do that like Mm -hmm. if you're like wizards makes people buy like even the shitty product (laughs) oh boy Um, yeah so so going back to what i said initially like i don't expect any of my stuff to be successful Mm -hmm. i i i I just put out what it's whatever's out there, and I let everybody else decide what becomes successful and what doesn't. Right. Um, and and that's including the stores as well. So stores get pre-orders, mm-hmm. uh, roughly, uh, usually a quarter before everybody even sees in product. So like right now, next next week or so, I'm going to be opening up for stores for product that is scheduled to to go out like six months from now to be released mm. a long time from now. Um, uh, but I allow them to decide whatever it is that they want or not buy anything at all. If they don't want to, they can always come back whenever they want to. Um, and it's been actually pretty, pretty good. Um, where stores there, they're going, okay, I don't like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think my customers would like that because let's be honest, not every customer base is the same. Um, but I think that they would like, you know, A, B, and C product. Uh, so I'll just buy those, and it, it's been pretty good. I haven't really had any complaints from stores. Um, I, I I feel like we get a pretty um, uh, fair profit margin um, between the both of us, and uh, yeah, and and like I said, the main goal of it was I just wanted people to go into stores more. It, it wasn't to make money off of stores. It wasn't to have my my stuff in stores for the sake of saying that I, I have it in there. 
it was really just because I could put on my website, hey, you didn't get it from me. I, I sorry, we sold out online, but go check out Gamer's Choice. Gamer's Choice mm -hmm. has two cases of them on, the, on their way. Right. See if they can get you one, you know, give somebody a second chance and then maybe they'll buy a snack or some cards or something. Because let's be honest, if we lose stores, if we lose game stores, what's the point? Like yeah, why, that's, why that's we... the whole human interaction, like the feeling of just going out there and just hanging out with people. That's what that's what a trading card game should be. Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why card games are so fun, because you, you can physically go hang out and do a thing with people. And it's nice. Yeah, I mean, and I refuse to put my stuff on Amazon. I refuse to put my stuff on on like those big box platforms, mm -hmm. although yeah. I am doing something with eBay pretty soon, hmm. but they kind of don't count. They're yeah, a TCG player agree. as well, right? Yes. Um, I, so I don't know if you guys know the seller Sassiato. His name's Aaron. Mm -mm. Um, so he's a good friend of mine. We've been friends forever. So apparently this guy, from lack of my knowledge, uh, <laughs> this guy is like the number one seller on eBay. Oh. And eBay themselves have a partnership with him, like oh. like like suit people have a partnership <laughs> with Aaron and it blew my mind because I'm like Aaron you're you're a fucking idiot I don't understand <laughs> I don't know how you got these people right to, to co-sign for you man but uh he's like yeah we have a meeting with eBay on this day and sure enough man we literally had a full-on meeting like like conversation like we're having right now mm -hmm. with with high high level ebay people right and that so, that was wild to me they're like yeah we we're going to put you on um the tcg front page just let mm -hmm. us know when you're scheduled to do that and it's amazing so yeah there's there'll be something coming out with ebay pretty soon but yeah going back to the stores I, I i won't put myself on on amazon that's like the murder capital of of yes. game stores right now like uh, wizards is doing it I don't give a shit what Wizards does. I didn't Wizard care. Wizard is <laughs> killing their game, bro. They're literally killing the game. You know, and I, 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 I didn't have a problem like the Magic Thirty thing. Glassstones, yeah, Joseph. Glassstones. I don't yeah. know if Yu-Gi-Oh's in the best place right now either. Uh, <laughs> they're doing better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Glass yeah, Houses, it's the, not Glassstones. Yeah. Glass, glass, glass House. Yeah. Um, glass, glass Stones would be really ineffective. Those are called dice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like Wizards, I don't care that they're doing like the Magic 30 thing. Like that was, it was so like not, like if you didn't like a product, don't buy it. That mm -hmm. was kind of my attitude towards it. Right. But when they started to like, I can see that they're starting to push everything towards Amazon because they see the profit margins there. Mm -hmm. But I really don't think that they're realizing they're killing their game stores. Their game yeah. stores are just like, why am I even buying your product? Yeah. It's not, it's, it, yeah. I, I have guys that come in um i have a local game store he's like i have guys that come in and they see how much my product is they want to see it in hand and they go on amazon and then order it mm -hmm. and it's like that fucking sucks yeah, yeah. And, and magic is a big anchor for game stores in the u.s at least because it's really popular oh yeah it's a big three yeah. and yeah, yeah. It, if the magic is almost a staple like if you yeah. if you don't have magic in your store you have to have Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i I, I have a guys, this is this is my passion. This is my community. These are my people. A lot of people don't realize that. Like yeah. I I really give a shit about everybody that's in this community. I really care about the things that that happen within it. Um mm -hmm. and a lot of the stuff that I do is 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 really just to benefit them. 
it's it's not to to take away from anybody it's not to 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 make people feel excluded or whatever the case is i i really want I, i really want the gaming industry not that it's not thriving already but i want it to continue i want to to contribute to it, not take from it. You know of course, I mean? of yeah. course. I, I throughout this, what I'm hearing from you, Brandon, is uh, a, a person who is a is a player and a gamer first, uh-huh. and a business person, not necessarily second. But what I'm like, I think of what you're talking about with like Amazon, where that's a company that's their des- their design is to make money, versus somebody like you who's like like you said, I want to have the community thrive. I want to be. I want to make sure I want to get like the fact that you even were like, I want to get people back in the game stores is like something that I have not heard from other sort of sellers. It's like they recognize online is the place that has the most money, but you're like, no, I know that this game, the games will die without people in the stores. And even if it's to like, like you were talking about, like if they go in there to buy the deck box and grab like a pack of cards or something, locals might also be happening at that time. And so they get to bond with a couple people and are like, Oh, what are you playing? Like, I can, what I like about your deck boxes also is that aside from a couple, it's not, they're so, like you said, they're so unique, but they're also like not exclusive to specific card games. Like it's not, you're not going in there and being like, even like the Legendary Bird collection, it's like, those are just well-designed stuff. If you happen to know the Legendary Birds, it's even cooler, but they're just well-designed and they're cool deck boxes that you, anybody can take to any card game and be like, that's a really high quality deck box. I like that. I want to know where you got that. It just... Kudos to you for creating a product and a brand that knows that that knows its player base and puts its players first, because um, that doesn't exist very much, especially now. So thank mm-hmm. you. I, I, I appreciate that, man. It really it really means a lot. Um, like I said, I don't get to interact very much with with uh, people in, that are the players um, yeah. outside of my small group of, of friends that I have, mainly because I, I don't I don't play anymore. I don't, or I don't, I shouldn't say I don't play anymore. I, 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 I'm, I'm in semi-retirement at the moment. You still have uh, your cards? Yeah, I have a couple decks. I, I have decks that, uh, just sitting around not doing anything. I actually have, funny enough, I have a full, like, really expensive commander deck that I've never used for magic. Oh, shit. Um, what, what commander? Wow. Uh, Winota. Ooh. Yeah, so th- this is something that's kind of been a problem because of this. <laughs> so I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna tell you the negative sides of, of right. being being branded from Gem. So oh, you start what? hanging out with people that um that are a little bit bigger in the industry. Um, a good friend of mine, Cassius Marsh. I was just uh, about to ask about him actually. Yeah, so uh, he has gotten me into the magic world. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start hanging out with people, and then. Uh, the conversation obviously always comes up. Hey, what kind of deck do you have? And you're like, ah, oh, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't play Magic. And they look at you like, <laughs> like, like, what are you fucking doing here then? Yeah, right, right. So, so now at least I have a deck where I can prove to them that I'm, I'm part of the the crew without. Oh, but I know, I know they play very CD, CEDH, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta step up on that level. There, hey man, baby steps. <laughs> I got, I gotta learn like what half of the cards do. I, yep. Dude, that's what's that's what's super shitty about Magic too, uh-huh. especially in Commander. Like, <laughs> there, it's a hundred cards. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like Yu Gi Oh where like you get like a playset of cards. Right. Yep, it's fucking a hundred individual cards. cards. And that's the, that's the fun part about it. And none of them make sense to me. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know what any of them do. Like, I, I know. I know as much as 
tapping and attacking and then you know that that's 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 pretty much it some um, keywords maybe uh, yeah I, I i have cards in there that what is it that list that they have that's not really like a legit list what is it a reserve list reserve yeah i have reserve list list cards yeah and like magic people have looked at my deck and they're like what in the hell you have a a soul ring and i'm like I don't know what that is, man. And they're like, they look at me and they're like, what? They're like, Brandon, like I... why do you have a playset of Black Lotus in here? <laughs> I want one so bad. Oh, yeah. I want one so bad just to have one. Oh, it's uh, there. Yeah. Yeah, man. But it's there for thousands of dollars. Yeah. Just to talk uh, about that's, like. That's hard for me to to swallow, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. That would be a tough. Even though I've bought stupider things for more money. Oh, of course. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Well, like yeah. I said, I like watches. Art collector. <laughs> um, Brandon, I, I want to put you on the spot um, because this is a question that I imagine everybody is thinking about. So three things, your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card and your favorite accessory that you've ever made. So my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card will and always will be Neospatian Grand Mole. Yes. I don't know why. Yes. Oh, I don't know why nice. it and and I didn't even know people liked the card. Oh. You have Nick's undying support for the rest of his life. <laughs> I, I could I could understand Glomas, but the mole? I don't no, know. Man. Well the mole is the only one that was ever good. Glomas I guess. is terrible. Okay, but I, like the design's cool. Yeah, yeah actually it so, is. I agree with you. So the, it, it was <laughs> I never I, I never liked it. I, I mean I, I didn't I didn't like it when it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know it existed. Um, I, I just happened to run into it. I loved the art. I don't know why. I thought it was so stupid. Um, <laughs> I had an. I I have play sets of ultimate versions, first oh, editions. Awesome. Oh my god! Wow. Uh, for no reason. It's fine. It's there's it's, no reason for me. <laughs> from a business sense, no. But from a personal sense, we all know why you got. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I don't, yeah. I, honestly, from a personal sense, I don't even know why I like it. <laughs> it's just a cute little guy. It's he looks just like my, a, he looks like a Sonic character. He does. Yeah, it's just um, the little <laughs> drills and that little face. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. Send he's, it back. He's, he's going to be medicine. <laughs> no, he's not. Just, just to send it back. Um, and the favorite, ex- favorite accessory that I've ever produced. Oh, geez. <sighs> See, I What's thought that this that... one was going to be the easier one. You were yeah. you had immediately had the Yu-Gi-Oh on this one you're struggling with. That's yeah. Thing. What's what's something that I I if somebody said you need to sell absolutely everything, what's something that I would keep? Three Alti Neospatian Grand Mole. Oh, well, that that would stay. <laughs> Accessory wise, though, that I have produced, probably. Hold on, I'm going through my the color temper. Very short. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going through my very short um, memory that I have, unfortunately, due to trauma. Uh, it would probably be my my Star Wars mat that I made. Oh, oh I don't, I don't think I've seen that. It's a black, all black fabric, like as black of a fabric that I could find, and I put white ink on it. Oh yeah, it was when I first one of my first like like passion projects. Mm. And it's so basic, it's so stupid. I, I, I think it's <laughs> I, I it's probably like one of the dumbest mats I've ever produced, but I don't I don't know why. It's something about it that I just I really, really 
I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I was right about on. to ask. Yeah, like that's the biggest Star Wars nerd that hell yeah has, has ever existed. You're play? Have you uh, played? You got? You know about Cosmo and Yu-Gi-Oh? Oh, oh yeah, 100. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I played Cosmos. Oh great. Um. Nice. Yeah, so in I, I, I good. I was gonna say in 30 years we're gonna have the gem 30 like the magic 30 and it's gonna be a thousand dollar mat that is the star wars mat and there's gonna be five of them right <laughs> yeah i'm only gonna make five i'm gonna make four and a half of them yeah <laughs> i gotta find the other half you know i'm curious to know if this mat even exists online gem play mats let's see this is when i used to be gem play mats not gem accessories oh i think i called it empire Oh, that's a good name for it. It's simple, straightforward. I like it. Oh man, come on now. <laughs> it it might just I, not exist. That's I a... doubt it's I doubt it's available still, but it may be on sold. So mm. I, yeah, I could only imagine this thing just not existing. And it makes me really sad because ah uh, no i don't see it oh this hurts my feelings so <laughs> if anybody's listening that has one send a picture i was gonna say send a picture send it send back, it back. So we can have it <laughs> send yeah, it, it back <laughs> it's being recalled <laughs> i'll give you a refund for what you paid for it there we go. a little dangerous Re- gotta yeah, send it back refunding the uh the retail price on it um, i have to ask only because if i don't then bridget's gonna be super pissed off at me um let's go plan on <laughs> do you plan on making any accessories I, I i just kind of like anime like any spy family accessories uh, that's very specific yeah, yeah i've, I've, I've <laughs> never even heard of it to be honest uh, with you. okay uh, it's, it's an okay show i watched it when i had the flu so i don't know if i like it or if i was delirious can't tell honestly it's, it's fine family. yeah i mean i guess it was fine give it a watch like it's, it's a it's a it's a it's an easy watch i like yeah. the art style it's very nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the hard the hard part about like animes um is that they have a distinct art right yep yep um so the problem is not replicating that artwork but still trying to encapture what the artist that drew it was trying to portray mm. um because like I said, you, you being unique is, is definitely a, a big thing for me. And, you know, although using a character that kind of already exists, um, making it your own, I don't know. It's not unique in a sense in making like literally your own character, which I've done before. But if you can get a character, like we'll just say something basic, like Goku, for example. Mm-hmm. If you're able to get Goku, make him completely different but still in capture what the essence of what Goku is. Um, I, I, I feel like that's you're, you're, you're far, you're far enough away from, from being like, like just a copycat essentially. Copy right. Right. Um, and I think that's a problem that a lot of my competitors have that try and do the similar things that I do. Um, where, they they see that I make product off of already existing characters, and they think that that's the success part. They think, oh, right. he's just using popular characters, when in reality, it's it's a popular character that I've made my own. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. That I've hired artists that I know their style and I know would fit well with that character. Um, for example, Misa from uh, Death Note. So have you guys have you guys seen uh, that box? Yes, yes, I have. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it's Misa. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's not her. Right. Mm-hmm. That that's where the success comes from. Um, I, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not a copy and paste. It's not anything that's just like bleh. So yeah. I love this art style. Um, I'm looking at Spy Family right now. Mm-hmm. I love this art style. I think it's really cool. I love the like, the like teal kind of colorway that they like to go with, with a bright, that like deep red that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can make something really cool out of this. You can yeah. make because uh, I think I have this teal leather with, uh, with that that black bold font. Can do that in like a bl- a black foil. Now we're getting a sneak peek on what goes yeah. on in the brain. It's interesting sneak peek. It's yeah. interesting seeing the thought, seeing the thought process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm looking. I'm so not necessarily like the art itself because the art's very bland, very like muted. Um, the colors, I, I should say. I would honestly just do a black and white on the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing any other color, making the deck box be the color and on the inside, completely black and white, gray tones. Yeah, maybe even like a sepia, make it look like um like an old book. Ooh. I like yeah. that. That it's that's so kind of like that like that thought process, like so what that's just nuts. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. literally that's literally how deck boxes come about. Here's um here's an idea I could I could spitball at you, Brandon. Um you're you're more than welcome to laugh at it or just ignore it. Um, you know this is an item that a lot of players use. I just, just want to know when it's coming out. Well, it's a, definitely uh, not deodorant, so <laughs> uh, yeah. you know what? if you started selling deodorant, I'm pretty sure like people at locals and neckbeards at locals would definitely smell better. I just yeah. fucking might. I just it, the item is the item is a Gemtech rubber band. When are we getting it? Just a rubber band, yeah, <laughs> taking you the, back to the nineties. Yeah, with the logo and everything. Yeah, I don't know. After hearing his after hearing his origin story, I want the Gemtech cassette take. Cassette I take. fucking actually, you know what? I yeah, just yeah, might, yeah, guys. I just might. <laughs> be awesome. I'd be down for it. And also, you should just, you know, you should just like make a grand, you should just make a grand mold deck box, honestly. Oh my God. Oh man. I want I, you so bad. Yeah, I don't I, think I, people I, like I, it enough than I do. Nah, nah, nah. I, there's enough, there's enough hero players out there, man. Trust. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you, Nick. It's not. The Facebook group, the Facebook group for that archetype has 12,000 members, dude. Yeah. I bet. Jesus. Massive. For such a terrible Broken deck. touch, man. You got your Midas at this point. You could literally print anything and people will buy it. No, no, I, <laughs> I never think of it that way. Honestly, guys, I swear. No, that's good though. Staying, staying humble is good though. Like you know, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I wish, I wish I had that touch. There's been plenty of products that have flopped that, that, most people really don't know about. Yeah, that's true. With, that's, that's true with any business, I would imagine. Yeah, there's, there's, there's been a lot of things where I'm just like, yeah, that sucked. Hmm. Mm. But. 
you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's and it's like that sucked. It sold out in four minutes. <laughs> you know what? I used to think like that. I used to think like because man, things were just selling out so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, there was one time I had oh geez, what box was it? Um I think it was a Senpai Halloween box. Mm. Mm. Uh, we did a thousand of those units, I think. No, less than that. I think we only did 500 of them. Yeah, and those sold out in two minutes. Um, my website crashed. People were pissed. I got yelled at. I got dragged through the mud. <laughs> Man, it, it's been... It's been a wild ride. I feel like you got dragged in the mud as well for the um for the Alice in Wonderland deck box. I get dragged I in the mud for everything. <laughs> if, if, if not if not one thing goes perfect, I get dragged in the mud for but it. I, I directly remember uh being online for that for three hours. And oh. then um I went onto Twitter and I was like, Hey, uh what's going on? I just like like looked at it and you were replying at all the comments, but everybody was like, What the fuck, Brandon? What the fuck? Yeah, man. The worst thing that ever happened. Um, so I don't know if you guys were around when I came out with the Baphomet box or you guys yes. were paying attention. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, I went through this whole thing. I was like, oh yeah, we're going to release it at the witching hour mm. and, <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a release on 666. Um, so I was, <laughs> I could talk about it now. Oh, because I think it's funny. <laughs> so it was 3 AM when the box was supposed to release. Right. Mm -hmm. um and i'm sitting there on my computer and i'm like all right cool everything's ready to go i got another 15 minutes all right so i'll just chill out for a second um <laughs> i fucking fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> and i was i was 30 minutes late to the drop i oh, fell shit. asleep with my head on the table like a school kid <laughs> and i woke up in a panic like oh my god what time is it oh shit oh my god Dude, I, I haven't had so many mad people message me <laughs> in the entirety of the gem existence because, man, they were like, you you fucking asshole, you made me wait up till 3 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning my time, wherever the hell these people were. And I'm just like, I am so sorry. Nothing has ever really been that's my hilarious. fault like that day. And a lot of people don't know that's what happened. I fell asleep. And that's funny. I really didn't mean to, but I did. Oh, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> um, well, Brandon, we want we are going to wrap it up uh, in a little bit, but we wanted to give you a chance um, to plug. I mean, you talked a little about future products. Um, anything that you want to plug? Anybody that you want to shout out or anything like that? The floor is yours. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously, you guys know what I do: deck boxes, binders, sleeves, the whole nine. Uh, we're consistently expanding. We're always coming out with new stuff. Be sure to check out our Instagram. Check out our website um check out our facebook page um if you want exclusive stuff you want to see like behind the scenes things hit me up on my twitter mm -hmm. um uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much it big shout out to all my artists that, that make all my stuff happen and uh, obviously a big shout out to all my fans you guys are the best part of my brand um if it wasn't for you i wouldn't exist um and then also thank you guys for having me on today uh been a lot of fun shared uh, some pretty pretty intimate stories with you guys and mm -hmm. i hope that you Woo. guys would have me on again absolutely thank you so much for coming yeah yeah, yeah guys yeah. appreciate super, it um, super inspirational uh, i also wanted yeah. to give um, a shout out to a new podcast that has also come out which is a, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast by a friend of ours um his name is x 
And the name of the podcast is Semi Limited, which will be also available in all platforms such as Apple and uh, Spotify. So if you guys want to give them a listen, our sister podcast, uh, Limited, Semi Limited. Go check it out. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, well, we're going to wrap it up. Um, this has been uh, Heart of the Podcast uh, with our guest, uh, Brandon Chavez from uh, Gem Accessories. Uh, I'm Mel. This is Joseph. This is Nick. And George. We'll see you next time. Thanks. <laughs>